Dear friends of Jesus Christ, almost every page of the Bible tells us about God's power, God's mercy, and God's love. But my heart and mind keep coming back these days to the words Jesus spoke to his disciples on the night before he suffered. These are the words that especially ring out to me. In the world, you will have persecution. In the world, you will have trouble. The word thlipsis literally means pressure. Things will press down on you. Things will put a terrible stress on you. But take heart, take courage, because I have conquered. I have overcome the world. So many things impress me about these words. First, they're so confident. They are a declaration of victory. They embody every expression of faith in the Bible. Take Psalm 27 as just one example. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom, of what, shall I be afraid? Jesus wears that unwavering faith like a crown, like a suit of armor. I have overcome. The second thing that impresses me about these words is the concern, the love for his disciples that these words of Jesus carry. I am saying these things because I want you to have peace, because I want you to have peace in me. I am praying for you that the Father would protect you, that you may be one with the Father, just as I and the Father are one. There's so much love there. But here's what impresses me the most. Jesus did not speak these words in a moment of heavenly glory, after his troubles were all behind him. He spoke these words in a moment of earthly weakness. He spoke these words at the moment when he most deeply shared our human weakness, our human vulnerability, our human mortality. He said these things on the night before he suffered, when his suffering still lay ahead of him. And in that moment, he did not pray only for himself. He prayed for us. It comforts me deeply that Jesus shared our humanity. But here's also one important difference between Jesus and us, and it really stands out to me as I read this passage. We don't know what lies ahead of us. But Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen to him. Think about that for a moment. Would you really want to know what lies ahead for you in your life? Maybe it would be good news. Or maybe it would be terrible news. Maybe it would liberate you. Or maybe it would paralyze you. It doesn't really matter because we don't know what lies ahead. But Jesus did. And here's the thing. First of all, Jesus knew the suffering and death that he was about to experience, and yet he continued to trust God. And second, Jesus knows what lies ahead for us, and that's reason enough for us to trust God too. Trust is not an easy thing. And Jesus doesn't pretend that it is. Jesus does not sugarcoat the future for us. 
you are going to have trouble. You will suffer in this world. Bad things are going to happen. But that's not the last word. Here's the advice, the command that Jesus gives. Take courage. Don't be afraid. That's not just optimism. That's the word of the one who knows the future, who can foresee not only his own suffering and death, but also his resurrection. These are the words of Jesus who entrusted our future to the Father, who prayed for our protection, and who promises to share his eternal life, his resurrection with us. Whatever trouble is out there waiting for us, something greater and someone greater is also waiting for us on the other side of it. There's one other verse that jumps out at me in the passage we read. The hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each one to their home. Maybe you feel like you're living that out this morning. Maybe you feel like that's happening to you, to us. I don't know about you, but I feel a little bit scattered this morning, separated from you, from each other by circumstances and by our human response to those circumstances. In the gospel story, it wasn't quite the same. The disciples abandoned Jesus out of fear. But when Jesus told his disciples that they would abandon him and that they would leave him all alone, he also said this, but I'm not alone because the Father is with me. And he also promised that he would not leave his disciples alone. That's what he said a little earlier in this gospel. I will not leave you as orphans. John 14, 18. I want to tell you today, this very morning, that you are not alone. Because Jesus is with you. And the Father is with you. I believe that. And I hope you believe it too. I want to share something very personal with you all. In my own life, in the darkest moments, at the times when to every outward appearance I should have felt abandoned by God and everyone else, those have often been the times I felt closest to God instead. Here's the moment that stands out most clearly to me right now. I sat with Beth in a hospital waiting room in Guangzhou, China. Beth was holding an unconscious baby in her lap. It was March of 2003. We had recently been in Hong Kong, and now we were in Guangdong province. We were in the epicenter of a deadly disease that had just been named a few days earlier, SARS. The outbreak was spreading. The curve was going up, and we were right in the middle of it. I've never in my life felt so far from home. I've never had such an anxious day. Every single day of the next two weeks was an anxious day. We had to stay in China, waiting for our paperwork. It was an anxious flight home, with lots of sneezing and coughing. It was an anxious two and then three weeks of quarantine after we got home. 
That story had a happy ending. Cleo recovered. We got through it. A month or two later, I came to Geneva as a prospective candidate to be your pastor after Cliff Bajima retired. But it's not the happy ending that I want to focus on. It's the trouble. Because in that trouble, it's true that I never felt so far from home. But I also never felt so close to God. Beth and I knew that the outcome was completely out of our hands. But we also knew that we were in God's hands. I want to tell you that the same thing is always true, not just in moments like this, when we feel out of control, but even in moments when we do feel at home and in control, when we are gathered and not scattered, even then the outcome is not really in our hands at all. And that's good news. Because everything Jesus said is true. In this world, we will have trouble. We're having trouble right now. And we don't know what the outcome will be in the short term. We don't know if this pandemic will have a happy ending or an ending at all. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that no matter how much trouble we have, and no matter what this world brings us, Jesus will always be greater than the world. That's what he says. I have overcome the world. And because of that, we can be of good courage. No matter how we may share in his sufferings, we will much more share in his glory. Hear it one more time. Take heart. I have overcome the world. This is the word of the Lord.